0: Trent Cotney and John Kinney are dedicated to helping the construction industry with legal business and safety challenges. Welcome to this week's episode of Law & Mortar. Hey, I'd like to welcome everybody to another episode of Law & Mortar. As always, I'm Trent Cotney, and I'm happy to join you today. As, As always, we've got John Kinney. John, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing absolutely wonderful this week. It's, I always enjoy coming together and, and doing doing our Law and mortar podcast and getting the feedback and the comments that come back from our audience. That's one of the best best things in my week.
0: Yep it's a it's a good good way to wrap things up. And uh, this week's been a little crazy. I got to admit, you know, I I have been answering phone calls, emails, text messages, social media messages, you name it about the new immigration law that uh, was just signed by Governor DeSantis on Wednesday, uh, May 10th. And uh, for those of you that don't know what that law is, basically it said that the key point of it, there's a bunch of different parts, but the key point was that come July 1, if you've got 25 employees or more, uh, you have to, uh, any new hires have to be subject to E-Verify. So I've got a lot of contractors panicking because they recognize sort of the reality of construction. And that is, um, you know, you can comply with I-9s. You can look at documentation that's provided that passes the sniff sniff test. But regardless of whether it's agriculture, hospitality or construction, good chance that many of the workers here in Florida are probably not legal. So uh, a lot of contractors are concerned, rightfully so. Uh, We've been talking about a variety of ways to you know, try to comply, but but mitigate at the same time. Part of that involves, you know, maybe creating separate companies or looking to employee leasing or PEOs or possibly looking at immigration ways to try to fix whatever the problems are. But it's a big mess and it's coming quick. July 1 will be here before you know it. So what are you hearing on your end, John?
1: You're right. I mean, July 1 is 45 days away. It's it's here before you get a chance to react couple of crazy things that i've been hearing so i mean i always like to throw a little data in there so to kind of understand the impact that on the state of florida in construction um in hospitality and in the um agricultural the estimate is 47 percent of the workforce between all of them is yeah. illegal illegals so i mean you're not talking about one or two people you're talking about a massive part of it and um the other part that really, I don't know if everyone's focusing on it yet. Now is the subcontractor. Look at it. You have to certify if you're, say, you're a roofer or GC, whatever that may be, and you're hiring a subcontractor. Whether it's somebody that's and it's, I read through it. It's worded this way. Whether it's for material, you know, labor only or labor materials equipment, whatever it may be, it's up to the contractor hiring to get a certification that their workers have all been e-verified and are legal. Um, That's, that's kind of, I mean, I'm sure that's going to be a great battle for you on your end there legally, Trent, but it's not a really good way it's written. And then how about all the labor subs coming into the state? Um, The border, what's now, if you cross and you got more than five or six in a van or whatever it is, that now becomes a higher offense. So I think, Honestly, the biggest thing that's going to happen is the workforce is going to disappear just like it did in the Great Recession. I think they're going to go work elsewhere and we're not going to have the workforce. Not that I don't believe the um, you know, the immigration system absolutely needs to get fixed, but I think the chances of that happening in my lifetime are probably zero to negative twenty. But regardless, this is what we got. So what I mean, do you see some legal challenges to this, Trent? For sure, right?
0: Yeah, I think there's a bunch of different ways to to look at it. You know, one of the um, and, and it's interesting because there was already some laws uh, in place for public projects that required, you know, um, public contractors to be verified and have subcontractor affidavits, things like that. But this deals with private companies and you've got questions of whether or not, you know, federal law preempts this. You got questions on, you know, part of the penalty process that I thought was interesting, John, was. They have the ability to revoke any administrative license if you've got over 50 employees and you could be suspended if it's under that. Right. So you're talking about getting your construction license revoked. Um, some of that, I think, goes beyond sort of the pale. I, I think they're going to they, you know, can they mandate E-Verify? Yeah, there's plenty of states that have done that. The problem is all this extras and add-ons and stuff that I think was added in for, for political reasons. That's going to be subject to challenge. I would be astonished if there's not legal challenges looking to fight some of this, especially among the three industries that you mentioned.
1: Yeah, and I gotta agree with you that the e-verify bothers me the least about this, because even when I was in the industry, we used e-Verify. And you know, and sometimes it could take a year, honestly, that you get a no-match letter, even if they pass e-Verify. It does happen. You can pass, but. It's the penalties that are going along with it, and the driver's license, and the fines, and in like you say, you know, one offense is X, and then two offenses, and then you can lose your license pretty much forever if it gets to that point. And you know, we all know there's good players and bad players, and the black bad players deserve to get whatever they got coming. But this one seems like it threw everybody in the state into one big bag, and it's all being mixed up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a little short-sighted. I, I wonder how much it's going to be enforced. You know, hopefully it's just a paper tiger, but time will tell. So um, another interesting thing that we got going on, I guess, is the the debt ceiling, John. You and I were talking about that before we started here. Why don't you tell everybody what's going on?
1: Well, I mean, you know, it's kind of crazy that we're down to, uh, and again, you know, now it's supposedly be very beginning of June and, um, you know, it depends on who you listen to, but I mean, they got to come up and get they basically it's time to pull up the grown up pants and make something happen because this will be devastating. It'll be devastating to us in local areas, U.S. areas, money, markets and eventually global. I mean, the first thing that happens is our military can't get paid. Our senior citizens can't receive their checks and all your federal money is going to dry up. That's involved in any construction project. That has federal money. And honestly, in the last couple of years, there's very few projects out there, including school reroofs now, that aren't falling under some sort of one of these federal programs where the money is. And they all shut down besides whatever else happens. Because honestly, Trent, in my lifetime, and your lifetime and lifetime before that, we've never this is waters charted waters we've never been in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, when you combine that with the interest rates increasing and, and all the other you know economic indicators it's it's a pretty cool, scary environment so you know it's tough time to, to
1: not only be a, a regular person worrying about it but business people out there right now you, you between the especially in the state of Florida and honestly I see they're trying to do something on a national basis with the immigration um they talked about carving out agriculture but still in all constructions left in there and let's face it Nation on a nation national basis, that's a big problem.
0: Yeah, you know, I I don't know what the future is going to look like. I I think that that we are going to have an economic downturn, and I think it will be it, we're experiencing sort of a slower burn than than it was back in you know nine and ten that that time period. Uh, part of it is because they they've been notching the interest rates slowly but uh, that money is getting more and more expensive. And I think projects are drying up and I think it's, it's just going to be a matter of time where it's going to catch up. You know, the good news is that construction remains strong. There's still a great backlog. I think we'll be the last to experience any issues there, but uh, definitely got my eyes on it. Something that, you know, we're focused on over here, at least, you know, trying to, to mitigate risk and make sure that, you know, you're keeping every dollar you can. So, John, now it's that special time. This is my favorite time. Uh, Yeah, I got pulled one out in advance. This is one that I thought would be timely. Uh, This one is from Tom, and he says, with all the recent changes uh, with immigration laws, uh, how are we supposed to get workers? Do you have any ideas on how we can properly recruit new workers into our workforce? So, John, I'll let you. I know you do a lot with that,
1: so I'll let you take first step. Well, ah, uh, that's a fairly good question because definitely, like I said, the fee, you know the the goalposts have moved with this recent law change. Um, you you've got to, you know, recruiting's one thing, and everybody um, is legal. They all going to come in. They're all going to be legal until you run that e-verify, and it usually kicks back within you know you got to do it within I think what three days or. 20 of hiring or something, Trent, mm-hmm. I, I, that's the legal part, but I think it, I think that's what it is. But I, I think there, I think you've got to really work your efforts into trying to work locally with high schools, trade schools, Votex. And I also have been really getting some interesting ideas, people from other industries that are really fed up with other industries. And I don't mean in construction, I'm talking about even sales and retail, maybe, that's not all the best we can get for the workforce, but I think you got to think out of that box and start recruiting from other pools that we haven't touched before because I really believe the uh the workforce is going to dry up. I think the ones that know they're illegal or may or question it, or there's going to be people not wanting to come because they don't want to deal with it. I think you're going to see an exodus of workforce like we did in the in the Great Recession, which was greater nationally. But I, I would say just got to think out of the box start working with your local if everyone works locally and expands out from there i I think you'll be successful
0: yeah and i just add on you know don't don't forget our friends over at national women and roofing you know most most of the uh, areas out there have you know local affiliates great to Mm -hmm. kind of get involved and see if there's any you know recruiting options uh, for your company there the other thing i would say is embrace technology that's going to help increase efficiency um you know you might be able to replace you know some some workers with you know good technology i think it's a matter of time before uh we see you know more automation and you know whether it's drone usage or or machines to tear off roofs or whatever it is i think we're going to see more of that that's going to help replace some of the labor we're missing now but um you got to keep trying to try as many angles as you can that's the, i don't think it's an easy answer if there was then you know it wouldn't be the biggest problem construction faces right now so i
1: just want to tag back on what you said and i think this is this is where i'll leave it on this that's with technology you're correct but one thing is i would concentrate less on worrying about growing my sales and needing to find an additional 15 more people for the workforce which may not happen if you put the throttle down too heavy on sales right now you could flood your whole company out and not survive because you don't have a way of doing it especially with the subcontractor angle maybe being taken away. So I would recommend that this is, we've always preached this, but this is a great time to become more efficient and more productive of what you have so you're increasing the money you're making by doing about the same in overall volume. You're just getting more efficient at it. And honestly, everybody out there is a contractor. All that matters is that bottom uh, net profit. Nothing else matters. That's it. Increase that. Work on trying to double that rather than doubling your workforce. Yep, sage advice.
0: You know, and um, I think this is a topic that we'll continue to talk about. It's obviously top of mind for anybody that's listening to this podcast is finding, you know, good skilled labor. So um, with that, John, we come to an end to another episode. We'd like to thank you guys for making us the number one construction law podcast in the world. Stay tuned next week for another episode of Law & Order. If you want to reach out to me or ask questions, you can reach me at Trent.cotney at arlaw.com. John, how can I get you? It'd be uh, Kenny at
1: cottonyconsulting.com.
0: Great. Thank you. We'll see you soon.
1: Take care now.